Salutations and shit, folks. Welcome. Welcome, welcome back to another episode of your favorite job podcast, Travel and Shit, where I, your host, Steve Carey, have an experiential conversation about the nuanced ways that travel intersects with regular life. Bang, bang, pound, pound, gang, gang, links up. Um, I mentioned whenever possible that um, the podcast is also available on the YouTubes, and I always happen to bring it up when I have a guest because I'll be having some baddies, Okay. I'll be having some baddies. And I've got a beautiful face joining me today to my beautiful guests. Please introduce yourself. Hey, girl. Thank you for having me. I am Michelle Mache. I am an event planner. And I am now a newly beautiful mother to a princess named Melanie Sierra, who's my pride and joy. She is now eight months. And when I say I worked hard for her, I worked very hard for her. And I am experienced a a whole new world, which is called motherhood. So yeah, travel has stopped, but it will be starting again in 2024. Please believe it. I hear that hot shit. So, um, baby, when you say you worked hard, you worked hard. That is absolutely what this episode is going to focus on. So a few, I'd say months now ago, I did an episode. It was 232. It was titled Fertility Tourism. Would you travel to freeze your eggs? That was actually back in um, April. That was on April 13th. And I had come across an article that was news to me, the, the idea of fertility tourism. And it didn't click beforehand, but it made immediate sense when I'd heard of it. So mm-hmm. this will be a very transparent episode, as most of them I feel like are, but I, you know, into it. So I'm 38. Yes. My GYN is always asking me, so are you freezing your eggs? Have you given that any thought? Have you considered it? And I'm just like, right. Hey sis, um, we're new to each other. Appreciate you for being concerned. I don't know if I want to do that. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know, girl. Um, I hear you. I get it, but, um, I don't know. So I know, um, that you went through IVF. If you would, Explain what that is um, and just let us know what your experience was and more like, I want to start with where it started. So if you could just give us a kind of better understanding as someone who has kind of been through it, as opposed to me kind of half listening to my doctor. Um, I don't really be listening to that lady because anxiety, it be up here and then it, it, it shuts off. So if you could let us know, like, what exactly is it? And how did it come across your table as an option? Okay, so let's start from the beginning. Um, so I was engaged when I was 29. And for some reason, I just I just automatically thought that I can get pregnant, but I never got pregnant. So um, my god sister, she was like, did you ever check? You know, but I'm in the middle of planning my wedding. I'm like, I will get pregnant whenever I can get pregnant. But I don't know, with something with her speaking to me about, because she had to go through an IVF journey as well. And she was like, I think you should just get checked. So she sent me to her facility doctor, which is in Long Island, New York. And when I went there, holy moly. (laughs) So I reached early menopause. Wow. Yeah, I reached early menopause at the age of 30. Okay. Whoa. I was 30 years old then. I reached early. Yeah. Um, um, then I had low ovarian, my egg. Yeah. I had, yeah, a low count. Right. So, so I- then, yeah, exactly. So they was just like, okay, it's time to do IVF. And then my, both, both of my fallopian tubes were blocked. Wow. Scar fallopian tubes. Unfortunately, nothing can get through. Um, so that's when my husband and I said that the money that we was going to spend on our wedding, it went to IVF. Um, unfortunately, you know, I was an entrepreneur at that time. Therefore, medical insurance, yeah, no, my insurance did not pay for it. I had to pay for it out my own pocket. Therefore, Damn. you know, we yeah. So fast forward, I did five years of IVF, seven rounds, and finally the seventh time, yeah. It happened. So I have traveled the world for different, like literally, I went to London, 
I went to Atlanta. I even went to um, LA. And it's so crazy how some things are blurry now that I have my kid. But Mm -hmm. I went to LA because, um, what is her name? And that's the sad part. The 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 um Kim Kardashian <laughs> actually <laughs> with her. Every every freaking um every freaking celebrity go to her. Unfortunately, I was not able to get her. Okay. Sadly, I got someone that worked with her. <laughs> okay. But anyway, long story short, literally, you can go to so many different people and travel in the world. It's literally through the grace of God. It's only on His timing that it's going to yeah. work. So, so go ahead. Yeah. So me and my husband, we got married, but we went to the good old courthouse because we had no more money. <laughs> but yes, you had a question. Um. So I mean, I know it's in vitro fertilization. Yes. What exactly does the process entail? And girl, five years. Five years, seven rounds. So, okay. So if you could give us an idea of what around is and why does it take five years like is i am now that you are saying five years so it's not an immediate process like what is what was that experience what does that entail so the process is one they have to track you know the timing of your body on when you can start your shots so you have to take daily shots and it's 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 hormone shots that they are inject that you're injecting into your body and then you have to do blood work pretty much every other every other day or week you know every day depending on your levels now they're checking for estrogen they check the checking for pretty much where your hormones are they're checking for it's a lot that they're checking for it's Mm -hmm. it's insane but um then they're also looking at this. Also, the shots help with this um, to grow your eggs before okay. they take them out, extract them. Shall, shall, okay. shall I say? So once you now everyone's body is different, so it can take one to two months before they get to that certain size. Your eggs get to a certain size, and they want to make sure you have a certain egg count that's a good size. So. For me, the first time I did it, I I got up to when they um they extracted the eight eggs. Now, once you take out the egg and you mm-hmm. touch your husband's or your spouse's sperm with the egg, that's when you will know if the egg will survive or not survive. Okay. And unfortunately, a lot of times my eggs did not survive. Okay. Um. So. Yeah, so that's the process, it, and it varies by woman. Okay, mm-hmm. it definitely varies because some people can do it one month and be good. Some okay. people can do two to three months and be good. But every time, is you have to go through daily blood work, shots, medication, literally pill after pill, shot after shot, blood work after blood work, sano after sano. Like it's a, it's a, yeah. And it's just for you to get to the point of them taking, of you getting a certain amount of eggs. And unfortunately, your egg may not survive that first round. So therefore, you have to do it again. But you have to wait at least a month, depending on your doctor, you have to wait a month or two for your body to kind of like flush out the old to begin a new cycle. Yeah. I am stressed. It's like your progesterone level has to be at a certain point. It's um, it's a lot. It is definitely a lot, a lot, a lot. But um, in this experience, there's so many ways that you are able to deal, shall I say? It all depends mm-hmm. on your doctor. Um, when you want something, it's gonna you're gonna get it done. When I say I can show you the size of the needle if you want me to. That goes, oh. that goes in your back. <laughs> Go right ahead. Because I'm already... Oh, goddamn. Oh, I see that. Never mind. Oh, you wildin'. You wildin'. And you had to do that yourself? In the house? No, no my husband, he definitely have to help me. Because that's something... That but I'm saying, so... Uh-uh. So, a non-clinician is what you're telling me. Baby, 
You got this. I no, I got a dog. That's what I got. I feel like you. Overly- I got a dog. Yeah. Nah. Mm. Listen, I'm telling you, everything it was is well worth it. I mean, I, I I can I can see, um, I could see that, but okay. So there's, I envision that to be very painful. What was the extraction process like? Because I also came across a podcast. I cannot remember the name of it, but I will put a link in the description box where I don't know. I feel like it was along the East Coast someplace, something, something. Essentially, the doctors were extracting these women's eggs without pain medication because the goofy ass bitch was stealing the fucking. um, Huh? No, you go under your sleep. Okay. Okay, because there are other women who were doing their IVS procedure and they did not go under. They were supposed to be receiving, I want to say, local anesthesia for the extraction. And I think that might have been the name of the podcast, the extraction or something like that. Um, But baby, these women were absolutely in miserable pain. And they were even, they, they, they brought it up. They mentioned it. Is it supposed to feel this way? And they were all dismissed. Oh, you're just being a baby or, oh, you must be real sensitive or, you know, one thing or another and just basically played in these women's face. And then they found out that, um, one of their nurses had a drug addiction and was stealing the medication from the facility that they were doing it at. All right. The podcast is not popping up here so i'm gonna have to figure it out another way but i um i am glad that you did not have to be awake for that i don't understand why anybody would need to be present for that would do what questions you need to ask me you know what i mean like knock me the fuck out there's there's nothing to talk about so i don't know how I, i have no idea how they could do that um awake that's a a major procedure it's a major procedure so i'm not sure how that's possible but listen yeah you have willpower if you want to do something if you want this damn baby you're gonna do it i personally did not because the hormones make you crazy as hell Mm, that was the next question it's like what was it what was that experience for your body and for your mental life because it's one thing already to just be stressed that it's not happening right for you naturally so you're already going through the experience of being stressed about it or feeling like what is like do i need to eat this do i stop eating this do i just this like there's so many ways i know that i personally would okay, what about this? What about that? And you Google this and everybody's, there's so many places for information. I get overwhelmed with just the thought of Googling something. So then Googling something and then finding thousands of sources for it. I'm no doctor. My degree did not cover anything science related. So I don't even know necessarily, am I vetting the appropriate source? Like, is this a source that I should trust? All of those things. Right. What was your mental like? What did that physically feel like to be under the um, consistent uh, hormones, having to do the shot? Talk to me. My God. Yeah. So um, the process itself was just a lot. The hormone shots, you you know, as women, we're already hormonal. So mm-hmm. we are mm-hmm. tripling that in like so many ways with these shots so a lot of things you can't even control as far as your emotions and your understanding like why me you know what i'm saying especially for me i always would look at the news or look at social media and i'm like i see these parents that's killing their kids and i'm like but this person can get pregnant quickly or this person like my mental i was so fucked up mentally i literally i went i was in therapy for it for a long time because I just couldn't understand. And I'm like, it's God yeah. punishing me. But like, what did I do so wrong? I'm like, this person over here is a crackhead and they had a baby. You know what I'm saying? Oh, this person just like, why? You know, and then I started questioning God and I'm a very big believer in my faith. And um, and I just started questioning him because I just couldn't understand it. I tried acupuncture. Then um, I, I tried um, this holistic stuff that everyone, um, my friend was telling me about. I tried, it was like a whole it was like a ritual I did before. It was somebody just put a whole bunch of candles around. It was like, I tried every last thing 
to try. I definitely did change up my eating habits and went on this diet. Then I started exercising because someone told me that. Then someone told me to sleep with my legs up. It was so many different weird things. And um, like I said, at the end of the day, it all comes down to God's timing. And that's literally yeah. the only way. But the hormones make you go crazy. Like you really, if you don't have a strong support system and you don't have a strong mind, you can actually lose it. You can become super depressed. You can fall into a very bad state um of depression, especially like, you know, you want the baby so bad and you see all your friends have kids and this, that, and forth. And you're the only one sitting there like, damn, so do we. one day, when is it going to be my turn? You know? Yeah. Um, but it was hard. I definitely, we almost, I almost got a divorce because of it because I couldn't control my wow. emotions. Yeah. So, um, it's a, it's a journey. It's definitely a journey. And I would say it's a scary journey, but I wouldn't, I would do it all over again if I could have my baby. And I would, I, I, I you know how I said that, that whole extraction, it was crazy how they, was, I would have, if, I, if they told me that I had to do it. And I had to be awake. I would have did it because I was yeah. always, I was doing everything. Like I didn't care. That's exactly <laughs> what these women were saying. They were like, "You've done all of this just to yeah. get to this point, and you are in the most excruciating pain." But you're like, "All right, well, delivery is going to be painful, or maybe it is just me. I mean, I am emotional. Right. I am been in my bag the past two weeks. I don't know what the fuck. All right, well, maybe it's me, and maybe they're saying I should be fine. And then it's like you've invested so much money." so much time and so much emotion into this that it's just like, wow, I can't turn around right now. So they just ate it. They just, they dealt with it. And I mean, it was exactly as a preemptive to anybody that is going to watch it, trigger, 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 fucking warning. It was a very difficult listen, um, but it was well done. They did a really nice job of allowing the women to, you know, tell their stories and it didn't feel like trauma porn. It didn't feel like they were just like, you know, um, having these women tell their story just for the sake of telling their story there. Um, there was an aspect of follow through what was to come, you know, like what happened afterwards and all that jazz. Um, so I know that not only was it an emotional and a financial journey for you, but you also physically traveled for this. There was a journey aspect to it. Um, what was your experience with choosing a provider to do the IVF? I know you said you, was it the person in Cali that you had tried? You mentioned London. Where all did you end up? Where did you find yourself? Um, so actually it worked with a physician here. (laughs) Um, yeah. Like here in New York here or like just in us here? Here in New York. Okay. Yeah. Um, so yes, I, like I said, I was listening to everyone. Um, when I first did it, my first start was here in Manhattan and, um, it didn't work. I did three rounds there. Then someone was like, oh, won't you try? And this is the thing. Um, and then they was like, you know, won't you go, you know, overseas they probably, you know, they got better healthcare and stuff like that. I'm like, all right, F it. So I went to London, tried it, didn't work there. Then I came back and I'm like, all right, let me just, all right, what am I going to do? I tried another round here. It didn't work. Then I went to LA okay. and I'm like, they were, it was, um, the amount of money was like, just, it was ridiculous. <laughs> In LA. In LA. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The amount of money was ridiculous. And, and you know, it could be because of who I was going to, mm-hmm. but, um, so I, I didn't even end up trying around there. I got mostly the information and everything. And I'm just like, uh, my spirit was just, my spirit wasn't, it was just like, okay, this makes no sense. But anyway, so I did my finals rounds here. I finally got um, my one egg that survived. And it was like, that was it. That was my only egg that I got. And boom. Cause, and I gave up. I definitely gave up. Mm-hmm. I, I, I would never, I did an event. It was July last year. Um, 2022, I was doing an event, pool party, and I know a few of my friends and they was like, oh, how, you know, how's everything going? I, you know, obviously my close friends, I was like, you know, what? I'm done. I'm not going to try anymore. You know, I, yeah. I just, you know, maybe I'll look into adoption, but maybe it's not for me. Maybe God has a different plan. Next day, you know, it was like, ah, oh, you're pregnant. I was like, oh, look at God. 
Right on time. Yeah, right. Right um, on time. But the travel experience, I must say, um, I love the U.S. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <fun>. <laughs> um, but traveling for it, you get to meet a lot of different people. And it's so crazy that infertility is worldwide. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And a lot it's not really touched on or really, like, if you're not in it, a lot of people don't know about it. Mm-hmm. Because I, I know, I definitely didn't know. If my god sister didn't come to me and say anything, I probably would have still been trying to just do yeah. it naturally. And it's not a bad thing to go through IVF. You know what I'm saying? It's unfortunate right. that this is the cause that was dealt. So it's either, what are you going to do? Roll over and not do anything? No, I kind of got to do it. And if I had to travel the world to do it, I did it. Whatever I had to do, I was doing it. <laughs> yeah. So what were the rounds? So what did, what is, what does a round entail? Right. So is it, because I'm assuming you went to different providers or different like, um, practices to do the different rounds. And when you go to the, di- like, did you have to bring your records with you or do they require different? Um, does everybody kind of do it different? Like what was. Yes. So you have to send your records to them. They will, mm-hmm. they will review exactly what the old physician did and then they will create a whole new treatment plan. Okay. So each person created a different treatment plan and the treatment plan, it can be the same exact medication, just different doses. Okay. So that's pretty much how that happened. And a lot of, um, one thing, what a lot of my physicians were doing, they were increasing and they kept increasing. But my, the last physician, she was like, you know what? We need to decrease and see if that will work because my body already is filled with so much of natural hormones. Yeah. We don't need to overly inject me with, with more, you know what I'm saying? So Mm -hmm. that pretty much worked. You know, once she decreased and it was just like, it, here we go. Here's my baby. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So, but like I said, every you have to send your documents to every physician and they will create a whole treat, mm-hmm. new treatment plan for you. Okay. So once you go through the fertilization process, I'm assuming pregnancy just carries through normally. Are there any other steps or... um precautions like what does the rest of the having a baby process look like (laughs) um so for a few more for a few months you still have to take injections really Um, okay yeah even once you get pregnant they still want you to take the progesterone shot um that's up to i believe that's that was like the first trimester okay taking that um and then after that it was it's good you normal pregnancy Mm -hmm normal everything checkups and so forth and so on like it was some for me unfortunately because of my age i had to um i I was i'm high risk (laughs) yeah and i had to get checked for more things than others Mm -hmm. but um other than that it was good it was an easy peasy process i'm not gonna say easy peasy but it was normal process compared to what i had to go through to get my baby (laughs) yeah shall i say right so how much does a round cost so the medication alone can just be ten thousand. and okay so that's not like your visit your um that that's what i said depending on your body and how many it can it can range from five to ten thousand dollars it can be right. less. It don't even, yeah. But it don't matter. Right. Okay, that makes sense. Then the extraction yeah. of your eggs is 10000 mm-hmm. Right. So that's 20000 to tw- or twenty five, depending. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then you have to, they have to do, do, do the transfer and they have to put, place it in you. And that's about 5000 So you're spending a, a roughly around $30,000 per okay. round. Okay. <laughs> per okay. round. Okay. And it can fluctuate, it can be more, it can be less, depending on how much, you know, the medication that they want you to take. And so each round is, like, how long would you say a round lasts? Is it like a cycle? Is it like a month? Is it, okay. It could be be one or two months. Okay. 
Okay. Yeah. So I guess they test, they check your levels for one, blah, blah, blah. And then, so do you take it like at the start of a cycle, at the end of a cycle? Like, no, you take it through so your, much. yeah, no, you take it through your cycle. So first you have to let them know, like when you get your menstrual, then they will um, put you on a certain amount of pills. Then they will start your shots. So everything goes in order. Then, you know, obviously they have to keep checking your levels. That's a, that pretty much determines how much money you're about to spend. Because if your levels are not right, they are not going to want to extract anything from you. You know what I'm saying? Especially the size of the egg. If it's not at a certain centimeter, it's not going to, you know, so so it all depends on you. (laughs) Well, it all depends on your body, shall I say. Right, 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 right. So if your eggs are not cooperating, then you're spending a whole lot of money. <laughs> wow. So when you left, say, New York to do a round, whether it be in uh, LA, uh, London, Burma, wherever, how long do you have to commit to being in that location? Right. So I know that yeah. you would have to do like the doctor visit, I presume. Then you yeah. would do the um, the blood work and all that stuff. Do they let you do blood work kind of anywhere and just send your information back to them? Do you have to like, what, what was their expectation of you? Did they need you? Cause then if you're traveling for it, it's just, okay, not only do I have to get the flight transportation car, whatever. Um, but I got, I got to stay someplace for however long these people tell me I need to be here. And then if it takes like, can a different doctor see if it takes like what, what does that look like in terms of your proximity to the provider? And are you able to um, come back home after you try a different provider that may be outside of your um, local area? Or like, what does that entail? Um. So, yes. Yeah, so I was in London for five months. Oh, my um, God. Yeah. Re- and that was that. Was well, actually, that's beautiful. It's a fun time, but stressful. Oh, I can't take it. It's just rainy. It's gloomy. It's not my place. That's just not for me. Give me a beach, sand, and, you know, some sun. I'm and you mad hormonal in the middle of it. And real depressing. But um, for me, I always, like, I wanted to always see some um, straight through. If I start with you, I want to finish with you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I did the entire process there just because, you know, they have my information yeah, the blood work and whenever I need to come in, um, I never even asked honestly to say like, can I go? Can um, I start the process with you and end with someone else? Okay, no, that wasn't that wasn't the case. It didn't work, so I came back. But if it okay. did work, I would have. But well, you know, honestly, once it works, that's it for you. It's no more. You don't go to the IVF. You go to your regular GYN. You go okay. and that's it. And that's the crazy part. And it's so crazy that fertility specialists. And your GYN completely separate, and some of them, some of your G, the GYN have no clue what the specialist does. Like they, they at all. Like it's so crazy. Like they, some GYNs okay. can explain to you the process of the IVF. It's when I when I went to my GYN and I was just speaking to them, it was like a third world for them. I'm like, it's kind of crazy. It's, I don't know. Maybe it's my doctor, but it was concerning. Yeah, because I feel like there's a lot of overlap. Like, where is the, are the parts not the same? Are the hormones not the same? What are we doing? Where's there seems to be a lot of overlap here. Why are we? What are we missing? That's what I'm saying. It was a little concerning, but it, it was like they just yeah they don't go hand in hand hand and seem like. But yeah, that's a lot of different people to talk to. Also, just in terms of keeping up with different appointments, having to keep up with different phone. Like I'm calling this person for this. And then I got, if I talk to the receptionist, Kathy at this office, and then I'm speaking to Kim at this office, I can't get Kim and Karen confused or Kathy or whatever with appointments and then the checkups. And then do you go to girl a lot? So I had a follow-up question about your time in London. The five months you spent there, did you, was it five months because of like your own life and you just wanted to kind of be out there for the five months or did that whole process take five months? No. Um, so for the beginning, you know, you wanted to kind of fill out the place and get more information, talk to them, okay. fill the vibe, you know? So the first, I would say the first two months, it only took me, um, the first two months I was just there. 
mostly just doing my research with the um the physician and okay really just preparing my body because the before I did a round like I told you you have to wait one to two months before you do another round okay so that's pretty much so yeah so I was there just pretty much checking out the place getting my mind right mentally detoxing from the last round mm-hmm. and yeah so then when I started there and that's pretty much how it happened so for there I it took me two months to go through the process but then you know my exit in last once, you know, yeah. So back to the states I go. My lord, B- baby girl, yeah. I am so glad that it finally worked out for you. I'm so I'm so happy for you. <laughs> I truly am because that is a lot. That is a lot. You have to absolutely be certain that that's what you want to do. Like I. You are taxing your body, not just for the getting pregnant part, but then you still got to be pregnant. Like this was just to get pregnant. Then you have to be pregnant and then you're raising a child for the rest of your life. You understand? It's just like, that is like, baby, compounded uh, trauma to me. Um, Yeah, no, it's a lot. But it's like I said, the reward is amazing. Yeah. It's still a lot. Again. Yeah. <laughs> Look, she's a lot. <laughs> so then what are the after effects of IVF? Does it change your body anyway? Is there a suggested number of times that they say to cap at? Do they, you know, yeah, say no. don't go beyond this for fear of XYZ? I did 13, 13 to 15 cycles. So Whew. right. I, I don't know if there's a cap, but okay. Listen, if you, I feel like with these doctors, if you have the money, they're gonna keep going. <laughs> Even if there were probably, they don't give a crap about women. Most, no. I, I don't feel like the medical. I'm, I'm certain there are your individual doctors that are gang gang. They love you, they care, and no. they, you know, take what they do seriously. But overall, medicine, they don't give a fuck about us. No, and it's not. It's definitely not healthy because you got to think about you going um under anesthesia. I went under seven times. Wow. To do the extraction. Right. Right. Because none of my eggs is lasting, you know, surviving. Shall I say. And you got to think about, it. you know how scary it is for someone to go under anesthesia. And that's a major procedure. You don't know what they doing. Nope. You know, so Damn. it's, um, it's, it's definitely is super scary. Um, but when you have that determination, you know how some people say, like, when you're sick, if you have that mindset and that willpower to live, you can. Mm-hmm. That's how I kind of took it. Like, you really have to have a strong mind. Like, your mind has to, you have to just stay focused on the end game. Yeah. And that's pretty much, you know, uh, I would have gave my life for my kid. Like, <laughs> I wanted my child so bad going bad, so... But it, it, it's it's so it's so crazy to say because it's like you want the baby so bad, but goodness, if you did, how are you gonna enjoy it? So yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm but still, it's it feels good to hear people that want their babies and love their babies. You know, there's so much discourse. On, I spend most of my social media media time on Twitter, and you know, Twitter will argue about any and everything. But as of late, the discourse has just been like, right. well, not just as of late, but the conversation has shifted and presented itself in different ways. But the overarching theme is just that not everybody wants to be a fucking mother. Now, some are actually mothers, but don't want to be mothers or they didn't want to parent. They wanted a baby, but not to parent or, you know, some variation of it. So it is refreshing. It is, I am personally, um, happy to hear of someone that wants their baby and that wanted their baby after, you know, just being in the internet bowels of, you know, consistent, um, little things here and there about people saying they don't, um, want their kid or just, you know, there's just that, that conversation, that tone of conversation consistently going on for me. But, um, so in terms of traveling, did you travel prior to your, um, 
trying to do the IVF out in London and in LA, what was your travel experience like? You, um, breaking up. So before you got to London for the IVF and before you did, um, Cali for IV, before you did the traveling for IVF, I should just truncate it and say, what was your travel experience like prior? Oh, I was around the world. Yeah. So b- before the journey of IVF, I did tour management for several different pro- podcasts um, mm-hmm. for about seven years. Yeah. Oh, wow. For that seven long? years. So, yeah. Seven okay, years. Okay. So, gang, gang, what does friend the zone, tour? The yes. Go into <laughs> it. All my favorites. <laughs> right. Man. Yeah. I yeah, used to love so- seeing you at them live shows. I'm like, hey, boo. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, that was um touring was amazing. You know, you get to meet so many different people and mm-hmm. their fans was amazing. Like the energy was yes. like crazy. And then, you know, Fury and then, you know, Fran, Asante, like Crystal, like literally their energy is so amazing and they have such the dopest fans. You yes. know what I'm saying? So and then obviously their manager, she be on point with stuff you know? okay alex <laughs> right. she always on point with stuff so you know just touring the world with Hi, them. alex <laughs> <laughs> right touring the world with them was um a really great experience we went to so many different places well it's we did we i didn't went to london with them too and that was um that was my first time in london okay when I was with them um so why did yeah. you end up choosing london actually Oh, because um, my husband's mother, she literally goes to London probably for like months at a time. Okay. And she had a friend out there. You know how word of mouth people say, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yep. Okay. That makes That's sense. That, right. That's how that happened. But um, yeah. So in terms of managing the tours, what kinds of things go into, like, what is there to manage on a tour? For people that don't know, like, you figure, all right, we'll just book a flight and you go talk to people, right? Well, what exactly happens when you're booking <laughs> well, you such a about, process? Right, right. So you have to think about flight one and then also with um, names. I will not mention names, people who like to oversleep. <laughs> you know, you have to make sure they are making their flights. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, also, we always travel with merch because they okay. obviously, you already know their merch. So we have to make sure we have a certain amount of merch that's going from city to city, town to town. We have to make sure the merch is on point. Then we have to make sure the setting of the stage, you know, because we always have different props and different setup. We don't want just a typical, oh, just a chair. We want a nice little couch. And then you right. have to do the mic checks. And then you have to do... Um, the clothing changes, and then you have to do if there was an opening act, you have to make sure that the opening act was on time and on point, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot that went into running, you know, the tours, right? But, um, I must say it was so much fun, and then you know, you also have to make sure VIP is definitely greeted well because you know, if they paid the money, you know, we want to make sure they get all their pictures and make sure right. that they are welcomed and everyone is welcomed. So um, it was a lot to go in it, you know, but the outcome was always rewarding, like I said. Um, so I do miss it. But then the pandemic hit and was like, mm. right. <laughs> yep. That was quite the pivot. Right. Quite the fucking and, pivot. Right. The pandemic hit. And then, you know, I just had a whole life turn of. I think it's time. I want to be a mom. I yeah. want to, you know, I, it was just a life thing. But, you know, um, if, if the time comes and I'm able to do it again, I would love to because I definitely enjoy touring. It was just so much fun. Meeting the people is the best part about it. And mm-hmm. just being on tour with great individuals. Yeah. That makes the, the fuck of a difference. Like the absolute right. difference is the people that you got to work with. Right. That that's that's the given. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna say traveling is beautiful. And even without, you know, doing a whole touring and even with IVF, I love to travel. I used to travel me my birthday is like a whole my birthday is Christmas. Because <laughs> I'm always traveling for my birthday. <laughs> I love birthdays. 
Right. Like, I'm celebrating Christmas now because of my daughter. I'm going all out. But I always celebrate my birthday. I, I make that a whole damn month, which is February 3rd. So all the February is all about me. Oh, okay. So you write in the, hey, Kira, hey, Janae. Oh, I have a I have a cluster of y'all in there. Okay. Mental right. noting. I actually be in Mexico on your birthday. Yeah. You see? Congratulations, Mark and Nicole. They're getting married. Okay. Ooh. They were also guests. I'll put a little link in the description for that too. Congrats. Um, so when one of the things that I've kind of always considered is just like the fucking venues, right? So mm-hmm. things always look away online. Right. Always. What was it? What was the experience for booking the different venues? And then also considering like you are booking for not just the event that you're having, but you got to consider the personalities of the people that are actually performing the show. Then you also got to consider the tone of the audience. Like you want to be able to accommodate the people that you're going to have, but then also like the energy of the people you have, like it may look one way or feel one way in venue A, but in venue v, uh, B, it actually gives something different that makes the the wow factor that determines the difference. Like what was that part? Did you have any um, uh, hands-on experience with that part of the aspect? What was that like? I didn't, yeah, I didn't need to. Alex already had beautiful. that down pack. <laughs> okay, beautiful. Guess, now that was, um. so I would say for me, when I did do it, because I did do, um, I did do um, venues for Jade, which who she is from, getting grown. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, um, Familiar. I know, yes. Uh, so before the pandemic, we was going to do a nice tour, which uh, the pandemic just messed it up. But um, with that, it did require a lot of research. But I know we wanted to switch it around and do more like comedy club aspects okay. or like you know, different lounge kind of feel. So with that, it was more so of asking, researching, and definitely it's it, you you will be surprised how many people you know in each city. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes like I and I was going on my Facebook page and like, oh my goodness, I know her. She lives here. And I would just yeah. ask her if she knew the venue and if she can go and visit the venue. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty much like for me, I really need to know the spot before we get right. there. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I always ask for video. I always ask for, can we FaceTime? Like, I want right. to see everything right there. I want to meet the manager, right? You know, and I will always go there the day before. Nice. Yeah, to just scope out the venue just in case. And I will always have a backup venue just in case as well. Because I don't like, yeah, things always happen. You know what I'm saying? And right. because we don't actually live there, yeah, we're, never, we're not going to do that. So Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I have experience as far as with booking the venue, but as far as, yeah, the other ones, Alex always had that on lock. And she always mm-hmm. had people in those um, t- cities and towns already, so she already knew what she was getting. Beautiful. So another question is, yeah. what about um, accommodating for regional differences? Like, I know culturally, the South is not the same as the North. West Coast is not the same as the East Coast. Are those different things that you factored mm-hmm. into um, tour planning? Uh, yeah. But like I said, you know, I feel like your audience is your audience no matter where you go. Copy. You get what I'm saying? Copy. Copy. I heard <laughs> so, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's, it's special people that gears to certain things. And regardless of where you go, you're going to get the same people if they mm-hmm. have, you know what I'm saying? Right, so, right, 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 right. It never really, like, it wasn't really a problem. <laughs> they fuck with you, they fuck with you. That's it. <laughs> like, and it's those type of people that fuck with you. You know what I'm right. saying? Right. Yeah, yeah for the most part. part. Right. So Yeah, like if you Yeah, copy. It that makes that makes perfect sense. Right. So <laughs> to kind of tie it all together, what from one baby to another, right? From managing to now mothering, what do you see going forward in terms of managing and navigating motherhood with working because another thing that I cannot like let go of that's part of um, mothering is the sleeplessness. I don't do well tired. Um, I don't. Girl. What has. Like two hours for me. (laughs) 
<laughs> what has your shift been like? What has the, what adapting have you had to do? What, um, what different changes have had to like, and this is like for me, I want to know because everybody has had a different experience. Some people, they maybe sleep others. It's been a miserable experience. What's it been like for you? Right. Um, so I don't get sleep. I am very tired. I would probably say I would get four hours of sleep. I say a day. And that is enough. I, I was telling my husband okay. the other day, I said, I don't know who gets eight hours of sleep anymore. That's just that's just unheard of nowadays. I truly don't know. Baby, <laughs> I'll be out. You hear me? I'm still out. with a baby. Excuse me. Let me ref- That's why I am concerned for myself. <laughs> let me let me rephrase that. I don't know any parent that get more than eight. I, I don't know anyone that get any parent that gets eight hours of sleep. It's not okay. It's not a horrible thing. Once you create your work-life balance and once you have a support system, you are great. Not having mm-hmm. a support system, which I do not, mm-hmm. can be, it was difficult. I really was in a state of depression, like, because I didn't know what to do, where to go, but we eventually made it work for us. So when I say we made it work, baby, we made it work. We get out four hours and we good. Like, our bodies are adjusted and... okay. We make it happen. So I and I, I always ask that when I um when I was trying and I wasn't pregnant and I didn't have a kid, I always ask that because I always was like, I'm not maternal. I got I like to get my sleep and I have no idea if I'm a headed baby if they cry because I sleep hard. <laughs> oh wow. But when she came, it was just like point. Your body just, I don't know, your mind, everything just like switch. I don't know. But maybe she could go, eh, and I'm up. And I could just, <laughs> like, I could just hear her. So, you know, it, it changes. It's something that I would say no one can really explain to you or tell you or prepare you for. It's mm-hmm. something that you really have to go through. And I think you should definitely listen to your doctor. Because the reward is absolutely amazing. All right, you trying to plug you plug in this hole, girl? I don't know. It's everything has um, continued to just uh, stress me more about the process. But I am happy for you. I'm glad the process worked. Well, we're gonna for have this you. conversation again. I'm going to continue to motivate you. Okay. Yes, we Would will. You- we will offline have this conversation. Yeah, girl. Terrifying. I am. I applaud all of you mothers just for mothering because the shit ain't fucking easy as a child to a mother. I know the shit is hard. Um, but as an adult, you know, you kind of realize a lot of things that your parents, um, you know, did for you dealt with for you and like you just get just adulting outside of parenting itself is a shit show and then throwing a kid in the mix it's like oh so y'all y'all really did do your fucking best right so i applaud all of you for you know just loving your kids mothers and fathers Okay. Everybody that shows up for their babies. I applaud all the y'all for showing up because it's so easy not to show up. It's hard to show up for yourself and to show up for, you know, a little person as well as yourself is something that absolutely deserves to be, um, acknowledged. And so I, I commend you all. And I say, thank you as a citizen of the world for loving (laughs) on your babies because loved children, God willing, knock, turn into loved adults. And I just feel like happy people make other happy people. We all have shit. Things happen. I'm not, you know, oblivious to that. But children who are raised instead of tolerated, we we, kind of see the difference. You understand what I'm saying? We know what it looks like when someone is just kept around as opposed to nurtured encouraged poured into loved on and supported like we see those differences when they become adults so for the parents of you that love on your babies and for so hard to have your babies and to somebody that may still be you know struggling with that i don't have any you know thing that i could say but would you have any words of encouragement for somebody that um you know is kind of in the midst 
of wanting to be one of those parents that wants to love on their babies and is, like I say every week, travel is so much more than vacation. So there are plenty of people who are willing to travel like you were for this. What, if anything, would you, you know, um, have to encourage or just little pieces of nuggets or references, places where they can find um, support, assistance. Uh, what have you come across in your experience that you'd like to share? Sorry. Yeah, she's starting to cry. Uh, look, woo, look, we made it. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> I'm telling you. They, but anyway, one thing, like, I know it's cliche, but don't give up. Like, you really have to have, I'm a very big believer in faith. And you have to have faith. Um, the process is not easy. Yeah. But do not give up. I'm I'm a very big believer in try try different physicians. Um, the right you will find the right one, and create that work life balance. If you travel before you had that baby, continue to travel after that baby. If you have to find a babysitter, call me. Okay. <laughs> like, I am like, no, for real. Like we have to create a village if we don't have one. You know what I'm saying? I know there's a lot of Facebook groups and a lot of things out there, but it's also a lot, you know, it's alarming because you see so many of the crazy things that's going on. So it's like, yeah, it's Facebook group, but I don't know that person. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. This is why friendship wise, like you and I, we have to be each other village. You know what I'm saying? So friends, our family, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Sometimes your family, your friends are more so than your family. So you kind of have to just create that village that you think that you don't have because mm-hmm. they, they are there. And this, the people that you are not thinking about are the ones that you should be thinking about. Okay. So I would say, I will say that. Um, but other than that, the biggest thing is don't give up. Like you have to keep that mindset. The, the, it's power in the mind. And if you can control your mind, you can definitely do a lot. You can do damage if you want it. (laughs) Thank you. Thank thank you you so much, Miss Boss Lady. Where can the people find you? Don't find me. (laughs) (laughs) If you don't want them to find you, baby, they don't got to find you. No, right now I am am undercover. I'm hiatus. That is fine. Uh, yes, incognito. Right now, just for a year. Reason why is because mm-hmm. I have a whole new mission in life, and the a whole my goals are completely different than what I had a year or mm. two ago. So right now, from twenty twenty four to twenty twenty five, I will not be out and about at all because I'm you. working. Heard you. I'm working. The work is happening. <laughs> If you want to get contact <laughs> with me, go through traveling shit. Okay. <laughs> Link is in the description box. All right, y'all go go Here take care of that baby. Thank you so much for being here, baby girl. I love you. Of Thank you course. for sharing. I am so, so happy for you. And um all right, we're gonna talk. Yeah, we'll talk. And um <laughs> okay. I'll talk to the rest of y'all next week. Yes. All right, y'all. Bye. Bye. <laughs>